Welcome to Start With Hello, conversations about disability. If this is the first episode of our podcast that you have listened to, I should probably fill you in just a tad. Since 2020, I have been teaching the Teen Disability Ministry class at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Our teen class is, I would say, relatively new, meaning that it kicked off right after the church opened back up, after the pandemic closed everything. Now, I love our class, and I will happily tell anyone and everyone that will listen that it's literally the best class there. It offers a bridge between the younger kids class and all of the adult classes, so I feel like it's one that is absolutely critical to our ministry. Probably the most ironic aspect of me teaching is that so many days I leave feeling like I have been taught something rather than I'm the one teaching. And if I'm being completely transparent here, I've left church with just about every type of emotion that one could possibly have. I have felt successful. I've felt defeated, victorious, hopeful, sad, broken, upbeat, happy, encouraged, motivated, (laughs) and even tired. You name it, I've felt it. Recently, we have had someone new join our class, and initially, he was a bit standoffish. I mean, it happens, right? It's a brand new environment. There's brand new people, new sounds, new smells. It can it can be pretty overwhelming for some. And the last thing that I ever want to do is rush anyone to get integrated or to force them to participate if it feels like the participation is going to cause them to shut down. We're we're all on our own timelines. And usually, when given the appropriate amount of space, everyone eventually becomes part of our group. That, of course, doesn't mean that we just let someone sit over in a corner and we never talk to them. Now, this next statement, uh, this next statement, it may date me just a little bit, but I got to say, I am still not quite used to almost everyone having a device. And this honestly can be a little confusing in our ministry, right? Does the person need this device or are they really just watching YouTube or using Snapchat during class? I wish I knew why. And and this this is something that I'm working on. But too often, my default assumption is rarely that the device is serving a purpose that is functional. Too often, I have assumed that they just don't want to be part of class. And for whatever reason, it's just a little bit easier for them or, or more appealing or more interesting to just get lost and to have more fun in whatever device that they have. So back to the new guy in our class. Every Sunday morning, he comes in and to me, it seems like he's glued to his phone. It's, a couple, it's literally a couple inches from his face. And when asked, he he didn't want to participate hardly in in anything, games, n- nothing, nothing at all seemed to interest him. Only his phone, and he he kind of stayed on the peripheral of class, and it seemed like he was watching more than anything else. Maybe just getting getting his his feet wet, just kind of seeing how how everything was was going. And we do our best to engage with every single person, but. There are mornings where some individuals in class, they're going to need a little bit more attention than others. 
And it's great that we have the ability to take care of everybody when they need it. But in some cases, that can mean that if we're focused on one person, somebody else might not be getting the exact same attention. And especially those that are focused on a device, uh, they can they can take a back seat. So I, I chalked up the device thing to this new guy. I, I figured, okay, he's just nervous. Maybe he thinks that the stuff that we're doing just isn't cool and he just doesn't want to be involved. And the first few times he came in, I, <laughs> I've got to tell you, it irritated me. And this is, <laughs> this is probably the grumpy old man at me coming out. But I was thinking these, these kids, these kids and their darn devices, right? Can't you just go one day? Can you just not leave it at home? And and then, you know, of course, that kind of spills over to the parent. Like, this is the kind of parent you are. You get you just gotta, you know, one day you're just gonna just throw the device at them and and that's the babysitter. So like I I have I have to admit, you know, I, I had all of these thoughts running through my head. So a few weeks later, he comes in and and I can tell somewhat that his guard is coming down a little bit. He's a little bit more friendly, he's a little bit more part of the group, but <laughs> he's still glued to that phone and he walks over to me and he starts talking and, and I have to admit he's a, he's a little hard to understand at first. He, he speaks very, very quickly. I try to focus only on him and zero everything else out, but it's, it's tough because he has his phone so close to his face, but then he opens up this app and he shows it to me. I start reading and it starts off with with a welcome, a way of introducing himself, including his name. It reads, I have autism and speech apraxia, which makes it difficult for some people to understand what I am saying. As I continue to read the, these paragraphs in his phone, I have a whole bunch of emotions all over again. One way I'm relieved because he's just shown me this great new way that I can communicate with him. This is a this is an open door, right? And then on the other hand, I also feel like an absolute idiot for just defaulting to this negative perception of why he had his phone in the first place. He he then takes takes it a step further and he shows me how he uses a text to speech app on his phone. And this is called Voice Aloud Reader, if you're curious. And he uses this to type messages, and then the app can be his voice. The speed at which this guy was able to copy and paste from text messages and websites and paste them into this app was astonishing. It was blazing fast. I mean, this guy was moving so fast that I thought, is <laughs> is there some kind of competition that I'm not aware of because you are you are moving through this device so quickly. It was painfully obvious to me that he was he was not just quote unquote lost in his phone like I thought he was. In fact, he was paying attention to every single thing that was being said. And I would say that his brain was more advanced than mine because clearly this guy is capable of focusing on two things at once and also retaining them both. Lately, I kind of feel like my brain is like an old thumb drive that's that's full, right? 
So you can put something new on it, but that means you got to delete something else. Something old has got to go because there's only limited storage available, but not this guy. After getting over feeling like a jerk, I was really, I was really excited about what I felt like was this brand new world of communication that we discovered. We would talk about something in class and he would walk over and show me a video relating to that, or he would have typed something up on his phone. And this past Sunday, he even let me type into his app. And I, I felt, I felt pretty privileged just to be able to do that. It goes to show that even though I work for Ability Ministry and we put together all of these resources and training materials and curriculum, we offer consulting, despite all of that, I still miss the target sometimes. In fact, when I was thinking back on this, the first thing was I thought, well, I need to tell other people about this because I'm I'm wondering if I made this mistake, maybe other people have made it too. And here's here's what I learned. Here's how I'm going to try to navigate moving forward. And maybe it will help somebody. But my mind immediately went to one of our resources, which was, what does the Bible say about disability? It's a great resource that Ryan Wolf put together. And one of these verses, it <laughs> this hit me right between the eyes. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. If you're ready to see your church start reaching the 25% of the population with a disability, you're in the right place. Churches that invite and involve the disability community instead of ignoring them are growing. People affected by disabilities are far less likely to attend and stick with a church. Yet, you can help change that. Ability Ministry has put together a free step-by-step -step comprehensive guide with the tools and support you need to get a disability ministry off the ground and make an eternal impact. Visit AbilityMinistry.com to access free resources or schedule a free consultation. Your workmanship is marvelous. I mean, how cool is that, right? I feel like I'm a witness to that every time I have the opportunity to serve with our disability ministry. I get to see amazing workmanship on a regular basis, even when it's not immediately recognized as amazing workmanship. It's like seeing a car in a showroom and you think to yourself, oh, yeah, you know, that's a pretty cool car. But then they pop the hood and you see this amazing, intricate, powerful engine that you would have otherwise missed if you didn't pop the hood. There were a few other verses from what does the Bible say about disability ministry resource that stood out to me as well. The first, Romans 12, 4 and 5, from the NLT translation. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. 
Also from the New Living Translation, Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. I just had this moment where I was, I was stopped dead in my tracks. I caught myself sitting there in that classroom like I was the end-all, be-all of disability ministry, right? I was the head honcho. I'm in charge. I've had have all of the answers, and I wasn't going to let some kid just come in and be on his phone all class. And now looking back, I think, how blind was I at that moment? And you know what it made me think of after I saw him, how he was using his phone? It made me wonder and think how God sees me. And that caused me to really do some internal reflections on where my head and heart was at. How am I viewing others in our ministry? Am I seeing them the way God sees them? Am I seeing them the way God sees me? Now, we all know John 3.16, right? I mean, (laughs) I sure hope that if you're listening to this podcast that you, you at least have that verse down pat. But again, from the New Living Translation, I think this is great. And this is also in the, what does the Bible say about disability resource? For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And there's no asterisks in that verse. There's no footnotes. It says, everyone who believes in him. Everyone. And I wonder how often my poor initial judgment of someone has had a negative impact. I wonder how many times those affected by disability have missed out on opportunities because of similar situations. If God is the master designer, then we have all been created on purpose for a purpose. By just assuming someone is on their device and not paying attention, I would miss out on so much. Our church would miss out on so much, and we wouldn't be complete. Here is a fantastically gifted and created human being with spiritual gifts. Why would we ever want to overlook that? Seems to me that every single ministry in our church wants to seek out and find people to get involved and use their gifts. The disability ministry should be no exception to this. Here's my takeaway from this experience. First, God knew what he was doing. He made us all so wonderfully complex with marvelous workmanship beyond our comprehension. He saw us before we were born, and every day of our lives were recorded in his book. Even the day when you would walk into a new class at church and feel a little overwhelmed at not being able to communicate. Even when you finally show one of the teachers your device and then begin to really dive deep into being able to communicate. Even when your teacher mistakenly judges why you have that device in the first place, because every moment was laid out before a single day had passed, even the moment when your teacher finally understood on a different level and things made sense to him. I can't close out this episode without at least passing along this funny story from my class, and it it reminds me of a training seminar that Ryan Wolf did years ago at our church. And 
the the scenario was to prepare a class leader for a classroom that let's say had a lot of moving parts, probably the nice way to put it, but imagine there's a million things happening all at once and your job is to teach a lesson and you have to stay focused. That has never been more applicable than it has been to me in this class, especially this past Sunday. We have some pretty active folks in our teen class. Sitting still, <laughs> sitting still is, I would say, it's not their most favorite thing to do. And I found that if I just say, hey, sit still, yeah, that doesn't work. I mean, if they, if they could just sit still and it was that easy, they probably would have already been doing it. Anyway, this new guy is directly to my left and he's holding up his phone to my left ear so that I can listen to the paragraph he has typed into his phone that's being converted to speech. Right in front of me, facing me across the desk, is another one of our guys. And this guy in particular, he, he really, really loves to talk about girls and to talk about dating. I, I consider it, honestly, I consider it an honor because when he comes in, he asks, hey, can I talk to you after class? Or can I? And, I, and I love that because I feel like we have a, we have a special bond. And, and he, you know what? He may tell the same story to every single person he meets, but it really does make me feel special when he asks, can I talk to you? Because it feels like I'm the only one that he reaches out to. Anyway, he is right in front of me talking about girls and about how there's two of them that he met recently and they are obsessed with him and they want to date him. I don't know if this is entirely true. Uh, I, I take it as it is. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm having to hear a couple paragraphs be translated from text to speech and on the, <laughs> on my left side. And then right in front of me, I, I now have some relationship issues that I'm dealing with. And finally on my right, there's two brothers who are kind of arguing, uh, encouraging, I should say fussing about, Hey, you need to share. And they're using my phone. And one of them, one of them finally takes control of the phone. And he turns out he's using the voice search within the Amazon app. And he's trying to find a Rubik's cube with Donald Trump and R Kelly on it. And <laughs> for those of you wondering, that was where, <laughs> that was where everything stopped. Uh, that was where the search on Amazon ended, especially before anybody could click on the buy now option. And I would have to explain to my wife why we have a Donald Trump, uh, Rubik's cube headed to our house or why that there was something with R. Kelly purchased and heading to us. But every class is a new opportunity for me to learn how someone else communicates. And it's not always verbal. I see everything now as some type of communication. And it helps me learn, but it's also a great reminder of God's greater plan and design. And as I mentioned, the what does the Bible say about disability resource? And on the Ability Ministry website, we really have some great tools that are freely available. And the ones that stick out to me the most relating to this story are disability etiquette wrong assumptions about disability. What does the Bible really say about disability? We have a first impressions checklist resource, which is really fantastic. And 
spiritual gifts assessment for disability ministry, I would say these are not just a one-time download and read. I used to, honestly, I used to think of them that way. And, I, and I've, I've been guilty of that far too often. But now I kind of wonder, some of these, they should actually be regular reads and reminders for me. And maybe they should be for your ministry too. Here is my challenge for anyone listening to this. Head to our website, download these resources, and as you read through them, I want you to think about every single person in your ministry. How are you seeing them? How are you communicating with them? Do you realize when you're communicating with them, do you see God's marvelous workmanship? Do you see someone who is a part of the greater body of Christ? Do you see somebody who has spiritual gifts, very specific spiritual gifts, and is useful within the kingdom of Christ? So that's my challenge. And if at any point any of this feels like, you know, that's easier for you, uh, you've been doing this for a couple of years, this kind of stuff makes sense. We're, th- we're, we're just now even thinking about getting started. We're not even at the point where we can worry about someone having a device or not. The best part is that's totally okay, because just as my new friend in class has a marvelous design, just as I have a marvelous design and marvelous workmanship, so does your ministry. So does your ministry plan. You can begin right exactly where you are. So if you head to abilityministry.com and you click on the top right, there's a button that says, I want to set up some free consultation. And we would love to hop online and talk to you and figure out the best way for you to move forward. Until next time. One in five people in the world live with a disability, so it shouldn't be difficult to find lots of images to represent this. However, that's not always the case. Disability is Beautiful provides an exhaustive library of art provided by and for the disability community. Our photos reflect the beauty, diversity, and strength of the disability community. Whether you're a business owner, a content creator, or an advocate, Disability is Beautiful has photos for use in blogs, websites, social media, printed materials, business, nonprofit, or personal projects. Visit disabilityisbeautiful.com to create your free account and help us change the face of stock photography.